What's going on everybody? My name is Isaac Pihangos. I'm a web video producer and welcome back to the podcast. This is week two of the podcast number two in the Revive channel and we're just going to go over some stuff um, that we, well, let, let's talk about the things that we need to cover. We're going to talk about iPhone 11, the, the, Bill, the Bill Gates movie, uh, Area 51, Minimalism, the Snowden book, and the future of this channel. So first and foremost, of course, uh, Area 51, it happened. I, I guess meme culture is impactful in a reflection of our lifetime. Or uh, what is it? what's it saying? Um, art is a reflection of life. So I can't believe people showed up. Actually, I wasn't surprised. The, the only thing was that like it wasn't even one percent of people that showed up, right? Like it was like point zero 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 one percent, because I think there were only like six hundred people there. Which I mean, it gave us a great moment in the news, right? It gave us that guy running in the background. Uh, I still don't know if I'm gonna have a website, but yeah, man, like I thought it was hilarious. Nobody got hurt, hopefully, and it gave us some great memes. And I think the cultural impact, the cultural impact that this is going to have is going to be really crazy, right? What is this, like the like the last week of September? So I feel like every last week of September, some maniacs are going to... Not maniacs, sorry. Sorry, alien people. Because, you know... Uh, hold on, let me just adjust these levels. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to become a thing. It's going to be like like national alien weekend and everybody's just gonna show up every last every last weekend of september people are gonna show up and you know they're gonna go into area 51 and they're gonna be like we're here we're celebrating it it's gonna be it's just gonna become a thing right hopefully i'm not giving anyone ideas i do not support that by the way I, I don't i don't work for for yahoo um i just found a shirt randomly in my closet one day so I, I think it's really hilarious i'm happy nobody got hurt or i haven't seen anybody that got hurt and i, I think one of the most difficult part was trying to find the live stream while while on that day because i'm all like someone's banned to live stream it i found like a few youtube channels but definitely not enough more people should have live streamed, but I mean, it, it's the, it's the freaking desert, so there's there's not much cellular data out there. Companies aren't really going there to like give cellular to the to the aliens, right? So really great, happy moments in meme culture, and we're uh, we're gonna move on from there. Um, so let, let's talk about a, a movie that I was really looking forward to, which was uh, the Bill Gates movie. Um, I saw it on Netflix, I saw the trailer, and I thought it was, I really liked the trailer, but you know, it's Netflix. It's like that one movie with um, Anthony Mackie that they did, and the trailer looked really good, and then I saw the reviews, and they're like, this movie sucks, but, uh, so it's, so the the Bill movie, the Bill Gates movie, uh, was broken into three pieces. I, I don't know if there's going to be a continuation, because like, the guy's hella busy, but three parts I'm done with the first two episodes uh, I'm gonna go into the third one but so far I uh, just watching these two episodes you know uh, I'll say this I I don't think I've ever t to me I don't think I've ever been like Bill Gates is 
like 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 Elon Musk. I, I really maybe maybe like ten if I was born ten years earlier, I feel like Bill Gates would be like, whoa, this guy's like Elon Musk. He's like changing the world, uh, and, and he is sort of like leading up to that. Um, he to me he's always seemed kind of goofy, right? He's like, haha, I'm kind of goofy. I can jump over a chair. I'm really calm and all, and all that stuff. But uh, the the what the movie showed me uh, was kind of like so. The first part really focuses on his take on uh, fixing like the infrastructure of toilets, fixing toilets, fixing sanitation. You know, stuff that we don't really don't think about, but like the underdeveloped uh, nations. Apparently, it's really difficult because people move in. Uh, once people move in, it's really difficult to like build the infrastructure, and it's, it costs billions of dollars. Uh, and then the water that's already there is it's very difficult. It costs a lot of money. It's not very efficient, uh, and those are totally like understandable points. You know, like it's kind of hard to move people. Like it's like if you look at public transportation, moving people is like one of the hardest things to do, right? So that first episode. I thought, huh? So, you know, like as a as a filmmaker, and a, as an editor, it just seemed like um, like maybe that should have been like the second episode, because it felt like the second episode felt more like the first episode. And I say this because there was a lot of heavy focus on the sanitation, on the toilets. Uh, there wasn't too much of a backstory to Bill. So I was like, uh, this feels kind of odd, but I, I I just watched the second episode, and I'm like, oh, okay, this makes a lot more sense. But I, I think that's like one of the minor complaints that I have about it. It's not even really a complaint. I think it's just like a structuring thing. But um, yeah, guys, I'm still trying to figure this this mic thing out. So sorry if you hear the the cord uh, rattling against the thing. Um, but. Again, I always thought Bill was like this really goofy person, right? But you, but I like the the documentary is shows you what he was during his prime, right? During his start to Microsoft, how hard he worked, you know, phenomenal guy, cannot work anybody, works day and night. Um, I feel like th these are like the common traits that you see among successful uh, tech tech people i mean elon musk uh bill gates jeff bezos all of these people have that really like they don't need to sleep and i don't know if bill's part of like the one percent of people that doesn't really need eight hours of sleep because everyone's like oh like i i can go like two hours of sleep and i'm fine bro but it's like no this, this that's not legit um but you, you see how hard he works and the the one thing i've never seen with him He's, he's a very relaxed person in all the interviews. You know, I've seen the, the MKBHD interview. I've seen a few interviews beforehand. He's always seemed very calm. You know, I, I think he's because he's like much, much older. So older people tend to be like a little bit more understanding. But you you look at him during his like 20s, early 30s. He's like a sharpshooter. He's like a sniper. He's I've never seen this side of Bill. This Bill is like. Why can't you work as hard as I do? I work like 24 hours a day. And, and you do see it. Like uh, People are like, yeah, he he works his best when he's under pressure. Um, I'm running out of saliva here. I did not bring water. And that was a, <laughs> that was a bad mistake. Um, and I only have a 64 gig iPhone. So we have to continue with this. But 
you know, you know, I've, I've never seen Bill in that light. And I, I think one of the more interesting aspects as well is how they incorporate Melinda and here his wife, part of the Bill and Melinda Foundation, how I feel like she's very, she really calms that part of him down, that really sharp shooter. Everybody's got to work as hard as I do. And it's, it's a really interesting story. It's, she's like extremely smart and extremely talented as well. And I think that was one of the things that I never knew about Bill. And now I know how he was and his impact that he's trying to do. The polio, the, the polio he's eradicating, the, the water and sanitation, you know, stuff we really don't think about too often. Um, I do think about clean water quite often, but not about sanitation. Like, if you really, like America has a pretty good infrastructure, like, to put all our shit right like it's really insane you don't think about it but it's really insane and the way he put his money with it, where his mouth is and you know he has a lot of money clearly he has a lot of money probably top richest people okay there's this one scene okay they, they bring in um warren buffett right i think this is like my favorite scene in the in the entire documentary it's it's warren buffett he he grabs a burger, right? And this guy puts in so much salt on his burger. It's like grab some salt. Ever ever seen Everybody Hates Chris? And then Chris's Chris's dad is like gets the gout, and um, he's like, I gotta add more salt to this. Ooh, gotta add some more salt to the chicken. Gotta add more salt to the potatoes. Gotta add more salt to this and this and this. And then they give him salt. And they're gonna like, and he's like, I gotta put more salt in this. That's literally Warren Buffett. I don't know how... I thought it was fake. How they say he's like McDonald's every day. But after that scene, I feel like he, he does really eat a lot of salt. Or a lot of McDonald's. Um, and I've, and I've, what, what I learned too about Bill is that... Uh, he drinks a lot of freaking Diet Coke, man. How's that? How's that guy alive? And uh, you know, um, I think I think I've seen Bill in a different light, um, in a much better light. I think he's he's doing a lot of great things, and he's a reason we should we should be looking into like the more positive aspects of humanity, right? Because you know, polio, like a like a really drastic and serious you know, condition that we in America really don't think about, but it, it happens a lot in underdeveloped countries, is something that he's literally helping to cure. And I think that's that's really great. Um, it really changed my mind about him. Uh, it showed me that he he's a, he's, he's a lot way calmer. I would not want to mess with 25-year-old Bill. That's all I know. I would not want to mess with 25-year-old Bill because uh, he just... He would not be proud. He would not be proud. He's not very forgiving. Okay, so we got that out of the way. I'm just go I'm just running through a list, um, because that's it. You know. Uh, so now now we're gonna move on to the iPhone 11. Um, all the reviews are out. Everybody's talking about it, and the biggest thing is literally the cameras. That was like the biggest selling point. You know. And. Honestly, they look pretty impressive. I don't think it's because of the cameras. I actually don't know how well they redesigned it. I know about the glass, the glass back. 
but I think the software is really impressive. You see night mode between the iPhone XS to the iPhone 11. Sorry about that, guys. I just ate. Um, it's really phenomenal. Like, it's it's really good. Compared to the Pixel, I say they're, like, pretty evenly matched. But what's more crazy is that Google has all this information, all this data that they're collecting on you. We're going to talk about Snowden, too. And they're able to do that, and they were able to get ahead, right? And you see, like, the first, you know, prototypes, the first versions of it, if you look back on it, on some videos, and you're like, this is pretty good for a Gen 1. But it was like, you can still see some of the noise, some of the grain. It's not very good. It misses here and there. And just looking at the examples from the iPhone, uh, I think it's it's much better now. Like, for, for, for a V1 concept, for a V1 not prototype v1 launch it's way way better um you can tell it's really good you look into the details it's really good i will say pixel does way better in terms of portrait mode but uh i think it's really phenomenal what uh apple was able to accomplish without people's bulk of information right again privacy is fundamental human right and they did a really phenomenal job with that part of the software in terms of cameras, I still think you should just not buy this iPhone. Wait for the 2020 iPhone um, and wait for iOS 13. Speaking of iOS 13, I'm really looking forward to having the swipe feature on there, you know, like like Google Swipe and stuff. And that's because I used to own an Android and I, I don't want G, G Swift keyboard on my, uh, on my iPhone. You know, trying to get away from the corporate overlords that are Google. Um, so if you keep on hearing that rasp, that rasp, that's the wire. I, I really need like a study or something. Um, but I, th yeah, don't don't get this iPhone. The tests are showing it. I think if I think you should just wait. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm like dehydrated right now. Um, next we're going to be talking, but yeah, iPhone 11, again, one of the best cameras waiting until the pixel four. I think the pixel four is going to blow it out of the water. Uh, we keep on seeing the leaks of pixel four, right? So it's, it's getting a lot better. The competition is rising. People, the companies are trying to outcompete one another. That makes it a lot better for us. That makes it better. That, make, <clears throat> that means we get better products, cheaper products. And yeah, hold on, let me. I'm gonna I'm get some San Pellegrino, guys. Yep. Hopefully that wasn't too loud. Oh, I forgot to bring my water bottle. So, oh, that feels a lot better. Yeah, so iPhone 11, three cameras, not worth it right now. Wait for redesign. Hopefully it looks a lot better, but I don't think, you know, iPhones have a very iconic look, right? They look a certain way. 
they have a certain logo um, and I don't know how far you can go to turn an iPhone to not look like an iPhone because you already have an idea of what an iPhone looks like take a shot every time I say iPhone and um, yeah I, I don't I don't know how much they could change it uh, but but I hope they do the under the fingerprint scan because I really don't I would say I'm like a seven on face ID it's very convenient but again very inconvenient during the times okay that's enough talk I, t I talked about the iPhone last week I already gave my opinions on it um, and I don't I just you know just wait for the next iPhone because it'll be a lot better uh, I mean, you can say that about any iPhone, right? Like, it'll be better next year, right? But that's like the the usual progression of technology, right? Stuff just gets better and better. Until you hit, like, the law of thermodynamics or just, like, any basic law that doesn't allow you to go beyond a certain point, right? <sighs> so, God, I'm so thirsty. <sighs> oh, man. You know... Living in California is kind of hard sometimes because it's like so goddamn hot. It should be like, it should be illegal at some points to, to be this hot. Like, like a cool seventy degrees is like good. It used to be like that until climate change happened. Climate change is real, man. Um, okay, now we're gonna talk about um, Edward Snowden right here. This guy right here. Um, I actually did purchase the book. You know. Um, I think he's one of the first people that, you know, you know, when I was younger, like, uh, I think I was in high school when this whole, you know, Edward Snowden leaks um, highly classified information about the United States government and its surveillance programs. Um, and, you know, when, you, when you're younger, you, you tend to, you know, listen with the, to what the adults say, you know, what's happening, what's going to be happening with, you know, this and that. And I... I you know, I, you know, everyone's like, he's a, he's a traitor to the American government. He's a traitor to the people. He's a traitor to, you know, his nation. And after like really looking into it, I, I, I kind of feel sorry for the guy. Cause I, I think he was just like an ordinary person that saw something that was wrong. And it, and in our constitution, it does say we should defend against all foreign and domestic, you know, threats to the United States. And I, I, I think it was just, you know, between a hard place and a hard rock, rock, what is it? A rock and a hard place. And to me, um, I think he was just trying to do his best. Now that I'm a little older, I understand what he did. Um, I'm still reading the book, but if you look at the interviews, he does have, have some pretty good points um, as to what's going on. Now, do do I think he should be charged with something? Yeah, he should be charged with some things. Um, I'm not a lawyer, so I, I don't, I don't know the laws. But you know, you, you did, you did leak some secrets. But at the same time, he there he gave it to journalists, and I, I think that's one of the things that, you know, when you're younger, you watch like the big media channels, like, or you just read like like the randomest articles right so like all the information is in the wrong places but he he has said that he did have strategic guidelines for journalists um 
for them to share this information. It's not like he's just putting it in like Facebook or something. He just didn't leak it on their Facebook. He leaked it to journalists, journalists who are a fundamental and important part of our democracy uh, to, and he, had, and he had guidelines, right? Like whenever it's necessary, you should, you guys should really see the, the Trevor Noah Comedy Central one because Apparently the guy plays Fortnite or he played Fortnite. <laughs> I still find that pretty funny. Like this guy is like a Russian spy who's who's you know, all the all the crazy shit that people make up about this guy. I think he's just like an ordinary guy that was that was trying to do his best. Anyways, he had crit- criteria. This is what you don't do. You're not gonna leak everything. Um and you know, like from just like a technology standpoint Okay, when he leaked this stuff, like 2013, right? It's the government's like he he downloaded millions of documents into this and leaked them, right? But I'm just like, you know, like what was like a like right now 256 gigabyte cards? What does it cost you? Like 60 bucks, 60, like a good 60 dollars, right? Like back then, how many files can I hold? 256. Like if they're just small documents, like. I feel like it could hold a million, right? But he works for the government, so he's like, uh, I don't feel like he gets paid very well. Um, and I just find that kind of hilarious. But he didn't leak. I don't feel like... Um, he, let me rephrase that. He said that there were millions of files there. There were a decent amount of files that he leaked. And he did do something that was illegal. Or... He did do something that was... Yeah, that was illegal, but I feel like he did it for a good reason. Should he still go to jail? Yeah, but I, I think he should have a fair, fair trial, you know? The the government, uh, I think uh, if you watch Winter Soldier, I know, right? Winter Soldier right there. Um, he has this line, Captain America's like, yeah. People, well, there's two lines, right? It says... Um, it's after Nick Fury's like, um, this is mass surveillance, right? And he's like, it's to prevent from, it's to prevent anything from happening, right? Like humans are such a random amalgam of actions. We're like the most random algorithm possible. And you can't really predict, right? Like it's like economics, right? Like previous, um, like previous, um, like past performance is not indic- indicative of the future. That's just humanity, just in general, right? Um, and then Nick, Fury, and then Captain America is like, "This isn't freedom. This is fear," and I think that really applies here. And the government has agendas, and, and agendas change quickly in a heartbeat, and that's very true. Um, but I, I generally think, you know, growing up, from when I didn't know what was happening to now that I have a better understanding of, you know. How the government works, how news works, how journalism works, and I'm just not saying I'm not an expert, but I can, you know, this is kind of like where college helps. Like, you know, you have to gather multiple uh, sources. You have to go and see sources that you don't want to see. You know, you're gonna go see the CNNs of the world and the Voxes of the world and the Guardian, and yeah, he sh- he should still be charged, but he should be charged by the people, the people of the United States. And it's true, like privacy is a fundamental human right. Um, 
you know, Big Brother. Big Brother is watching, which is really crazy, right? That the book was written like 1984. Because it is 1984, right? And yeah, I, the biggest thing for me was like beforehand, I'm all like, uh, sorry guys. Um, if Sam Pellegrino wants to sponsor me, like, please let me know. I actually, I feel like I drink as much Sam Pellegrino as Bill Gates drinks, um, Diet Cokes. Um, but, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Beforehand, I thought that the United States was going to ban this book. Like, legitimately banned this book because, you know, the moment he announced it uh, is the moment I ordered it. And the dates kept on switching back and forth, right? Uh, at one point, they're like, we're going to release it, I believe, on uh, September 7th. And it then it went back to, like, September 12th. And then it went back to September 17th. And I uh, just was very confused. I'm like, it's, doesn't the United States get to edit this beforehand? Um, it is considered freedom of speech, correct? Uh, if I'm wrong, let me know. Technically, a book is a freedom of speech. Uh, but I guess he signed like some contract that you have to, as uh, someone that used to work for the United States government, they're supposed to... God, I should have gotten water. This is all like sugar and shit, but it's so good. It's like... San Pellegrino is like the best. Um, like the United States government has to read it. And that makes sense, right? Like you don't just want like everybody writing about their experiences. Working for like the aliens or Area 51. Uh, but he he definitely, I don't think he did do that. And they didn't do that because the United States government sued him the day it was released. Which just made it I, I kind of just laughed. The, the first tweet I saw was, oh, the United States government is suing me. Which, I don't know if the, the United States, I, clearly they're on the internet, but it's just, what, it, it's like the, it's, what is that effect called? When like, you don't want something to be shown, or like, the, mo the less, like the, the internet effect, right? The less you want something to be seen, the more people will dig up it's like the beyonce picture that's a great example right she's like delete this picture from the internet and then everyone just made a meme about it and uh that's what kind of happened here because it was already selling pretty well god this is a lot of sugar uh it was already selling pretty well on like amazon it went like number one bestseller and then it went and it shot up it's it's been pretty consistent uh i can't search it up right now but it's it's pretty good. It's pretty consistent, and yeah, the, I feel like they just shot themselves in the foot. Uh, I got this on the day that it came, so you know, to me, I wonder if they're gonna edit it like really heavily edit it, right? Because at some point, I feel like he's just gonna be so annoyed that he's just gonna release it for free. I mean, you can already get it for free. I'm pretty sure, like a PDF, but like the hardcover book is that going to be shortened is that going to be redacted um because he because i feel like that just makes him look better and i'm saying like oh looks make him look better but it's like it makes the, the government look more suspicious right like uh and i feel like whatever big you know the biggest thing was you know he revealed secrets 
he revealed that the United States government was spying on us. But a- after that, like, honestly, as much as I am a fan of the whole privacy issue, I've actually never read one of the documents, like w- what's in there. They just revealed, right? So, like, a majority of the people probably didn't go through all of these, right? Uh, I feel like journalists, you know, people that that's their job to look through all this, probably did. But for the most part, the biggest story was that the government was spying on us. And the other documents, like, no, I feel like nobody's read them, right? Like, it's, it's very funny, but that's my biggest concern, right? Like, is... Are there going to be certain copies that are legitimate, that are like... I think the the book is... Uh, let me see here. The book is about 345 pages. Um, yeah, 339 pages. So, is the government going to stop it? And then it's going to look at it, make the the publisher, which I think is Random House... Uh, metropolitan books the the company are they going to be forced to like reduce the number of pages that just that honestly just makes them look better right so that'll be kind of interesting to see how it plays out what's going to be happening and honestly i just i just wish they give him like a like a fair trial because it's really weird how it all works right like how the legal system works Oh, yeah, I forgot. I still haven't gotten the freaking pop filter. So, sorry about the peas and, like, the pops. Um, thank God, God iPhone is only, I f- like, F like a FH sound, not a P. So, yeah, again, sorry about the pop. I'll, I'll, I'll buy one within this week. Hopefully, for, by, the, by the next podcast, I'll have a pop filter on. Um, but uh, I will personally read the book. Um, it'll be on another, on another podcast. But, but I just generally feel sorry for the guy and he should be punished but um he should be given a fair trial because and you know a lot of people said he was a russian spy and he's not in russia because he wants to it's because uh that's that's where he kind of landed right he was in, in route to like latin america um but yeah, he just ended up in Russia, which is really weird. Like, Russia's cold. I wouldn't want to live in Russia. Seems kind of sad. I mean, I've never really been there, but all the cartoons are like, yeah, it's really cold out here. I mean, actually, I do like the cold a lot more than the warm. Because, like, right now it's hot, so I'm sweating, and it's like, makes me, makes my throat dry. Um, sorry about that, guys. I swear I will work on the audio, because I know audio is so important. But uh, yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna go from there. Um, that's kind of like the biggest thing. I'll read it. I'll read the book so you don't have to. I'll review it. But I, I really do suggest uh, you go you go and watch the the Trevor Noah one, the Comedy Central one, because it's pretty funny. You know, he he gives that good questions and um, yeah, get him on the Joe Rogan podcast. Get uh, Elon Musk. I got I got the petition going for the Elon Musk get him on a hot ones and like twenty people uh, signed it so far or like fifteen yeah fifteen so uh, please go in and please go ahead and sign it to all my ninety two followers I got two subscribers uh, within the past week so thank you for sticking around 
and yeah, I'll read it, I'll review it, and we'll go from there. Um, now we're gonna talk about the future of the channel too. Um, you know, right now, uh, I think long form content, the podcast is the easiest thing for me to do right now. It's the thing that I can do the most consistently. Um, I do have on my notes here, um, sort of certain topics I like to go into. Like I was just writing certain video ideas, um, certain video essays I like to do, uh, certain topics I wanna talk about, certain applications I wanna talk about because I'm just trying to work with the resources that I have. You know, I don't I don't have a camera right now. So like do, and this also leads me to the topic of minimalism, right? Like um, I, I started watching Matt Diabella, really great, phenomenal uh, filmmaker, YouTuber, and he really got me into the concept of minimalism, right? Like, how are you being effective with your both your time and your money? Um, he, he's the one that, taught, that really showed me about financial independence with his podcast. And, you know, I, I really love tech. I love technology. But, and I love reviewing it. But at some points, I feel like uh, it's just, it's, it's such a sad it's like a, uh, such a saturated market that uh, we have to do something completely differently. So um, I don't know where I'm going to go with this, but um, yeah, the, vi the video essays are kind of more of my tone right now because they can just be like stock photo and images. Uh, and I can just like purchase like a pretty basic subscription. And I feel like that's what Mad Diavelli does anyways. Like if I look at it, I, I see some stock footage in there. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I'm wrong, but uh, uh, I do see some stock images in there. So that's what's gonna be happening. In, in terms of minimalism, um, I'm just trying to be more effective in things that I really do enjoy. I really enjoy the video. I, I enjoy the books and the experiences more than like you know just buying like a random piece of text to like review it and hopefully like 20 people watch it, right? Um, I just want the content to be like something that I feel like strongly about, right? Like the, the podcast is really great because there's certain things that you can't say within a, like, you know, the, the average video is like 10 minutes, right? And this is like, what, like 35 minutes already. So there's certain things that you can't say, like you have to be efficient with your words, condense it, but sometimes you can't say everything. So the podcast is really the, the easiest thing for me to do right now. And that's because it can be weekly. Um, I just go off on tangents and rants. And yeah, so so like the video essays, there's some like uh, like biographies. There's certain personal projects I want to do. Um, there's certain topics that are way more heavily condensed than others. I mean, like more abstract, right? Like how do you how do you bring in this talk about artificial intelligence into something that's like a like a like a like a high school student could understand right like and like I can understand it but that's because I, I graduated from college um I graduated from college right so uh, like I know how to read scholarly journals and cite my sources and do all this and there's some people that really do a phenomenal job at it and uh, I think I think cold fusion is one of the best you know one of the best examples because the the creator literally has a PhD, right? Like, 
there's some people with PhDs out there that are giving us free info and breaking it and condensing it for us. So, so I think that's sort of the goal right now, along with like certain creative aspects. You know, I don't, I don't have a PhD in like thermonuclear engineering, right? I have a, I have a bachelor's like everybody and their mom. But that's kind of the the concept that I'm currently currently rolling with. But the biggest thing is getting the podcast to be consistent, uh, to have interesting topics. Um, if you're on Anchor, you can send me a voicemail. I'm gonna I think I already have that enabled, but feel free to send me a voicemail, and we can t- discuss topics. Uh, I mean, um, I think it's kind of interesting to debate someone that's like. I don't enjoy Tesla or I don't enjoy the Apple ecosystem or something along those lines, right? Because I don't know if you're always stuck in one place with the same ideas, I think it gets a little boring. So yeah, so that's kind of like the future of it. I think minimalism is showing me how to be more effective, how to be more effective, uh, more condensed, um, and not so much focus on the tech aspect of it, because I think you can still have like an enjoyable channel without you know buying a product and that's kind of this right now money money should be spent elsewhere i'll say that um but yeah okay uh we're at 37 minutes um i think that's all good for now um gonna edit this gonna upload this and again i still don't know if i'm gonna have a website i think that the That the vid that the video description is still pretty good on YouTube, so I'll put all my sources right. Like, if you want to buy the book, just search up Edward Snowden on Amazon. Um, again, I'm not trying to do product reviews, maybe like more book reviews, because people don't read. I guess that's why you're watching a video, right, or listening to this on your car. Um, shout out to my friend Dorian for <laughs> listening to this and uh, giving me feedback. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's it. So again, future of this channel going to be more, uh, more condensed video, video essays, application reviews, um, more abstract and creative ideas that I really want to tackle. And, um, you know, I I thought that I really wanted to review like cameras and lenses and, but I feel like there's so many channels that are doing that already that it doesn't feel original and not like in a bad way. I'm just like, hmm, that means I have to go outside and going outside means I have to spend resources, right? So you gotta be effective with the resources that you have. Um, and right now, limited resources. So so effective content. Uh, I feel like I've been saying bye for like 10 minutes already. It's like when your parents are like, we're gonna leave right now, but then we don't leave. So again, yeah, and if anybody works for Apple, let me know because I'm trying to get Final Cut, but uh, yeah, it's not working. Uh, Yeah, sometimes in iMovie, it doesn't sync correctly. I'm very sad about it. All right, that's it. Uh, Thank you so much for your time and your attention. My name is Isaac Mihangos, and I'll catch you in the next one.